Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it's time for the art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I'm your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. And whether you are a corporate finance advisor trying deftly to steer clients through the delicate intricacies of the merger process, like Venkat, or perhaps you're a veteran architect setting people in the most enjoyable and productive business environments, like Ron, we're here to bring you the sage counsel of proven masters to help your career and your business. Now, every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the art of the CEO streams magically through the misunderstood realms of cyberspace where you may listen and download all our talks by visiting blog talk radio slash the art of the CEO. That's blog talk radio slash the art of the CEO. So we invite you to visit and explore for your benefit. Uh, now today, uh, today's episode is entitled "Love, Marriage, and the Yoke of Business." Yes, today we're going to look at that increasingly common trend of business bedfellows, wives and husbands, and who, who are also business partners. How do you handle the double intimacy? And is this a good thing or is it too much of a good thing? And also, what about the clients, the big guys? What advantages and disadvantages are coming to the company and the people it serves from a married couple? We know it works for long-haul truckers, but does it work elsewhere? And here to help us uh, answer that very question are uh, the Business Advancement Inc. team, the founder and CEO, Ms. Pam Harper, and her beloved husband and COO, Mr. Scott Harper. And they are also, by the way, the co-host couple of the newly formed Growth Igniters radio show. So they're well together, and believe me, the Harpers are well worth listening to. And so tonight, today we are going to uh, look at this enviable pair. We are going to listen and learn from them. But before we describe and dissect the makings of this ultimate joint venture, let's take a moment out there to supply you with a few utensils for our Feast of Wisdom. First, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. Now, that's the most important position you will ever hold in your career, so I ask Will this be the day that you examine what sparks your ideas, find that environment or resource that feeds your brain best, or will you just gonna keep on hoping that the brainstorms keep on coming by accident? <laughs> the choice is truly yours. Now, for the second utensil, it is time to dip into a little laughter, and we are going to take a scriptural recitation from a one, the 101 Best Business Quips book. So let me pull it out here. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Here, this is number 75. At the shareholders' dinner, the CEO rose to the podium, pointed to me, and said, Now, here's a man who needs no introduction. And then he sat down. <laughs> I love that. Anyway. As an afterthought, you, you may not have been left to flounder in a vacuum quite this awkward, but before your next, next presentation, why not try sending the host and the company newsletter editor a short bio of yourself? It may just help. 
And as a third utensil, perhaps we should call today's utensil the interlocking napkin rings. Right now, we're going to give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Now, today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to email us the name of the author, as you believe him or her to be. Simply write down that name and mail it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you are correct, we will send you a marvelous gift freshly torn from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. Look forward to it. So, the author of last week's quote, that is the individual who said... Laughter is America's most important export. Was none other than the master of animated laughter himself, Mr. Walt Disney. So now, let us dig into today's Feast of Wisdom and introduce you to the married couple yoked into the corporate proposition of making business better, Mr. Scott Harper and Miss Pam Harper. Pam and Scott, how are you two doing today? Just great, Bart. Thanks so much for having us. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Oh, great. Glad that you both could come and, and join us and show us how married, the married life of business really should be handled. Now, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Harper, as I understand it, uh, Business Advancement, Inc. is one of the top competitive uh, trainers of mid-sized firms, excuse me, temporarily mid-sized firms, and also uh, coaching all levels of executives. You get clients pumped up and hoisting themselves toward profitability. So could you tell our audiences uh, a little bit, Pam, about uh, how how the growth strategies of business advancement, uh, what, what what are you bringing to clients? How do you make them grow? Well, Bert, actually, I have to say that uh, we like to think of ourselves as more top performance coaches and advisors. Uh, okay, firms. okay. And, uh, and uh, because we really can't whip people into shape. Also, I have to say, uh, we are a little different, too, because we are a wife-husband firm. So uh, that makes a little bit of a difference. Uh, for people out oh. there, I started, I actually started the company uh, back in the olden days of 1991 and have grown it for quite a while. But, as as, <laughs> but I have to say, as far as how we actually work with our clients, one of the big things we do is we help them to clarify, a lot of times it comes down to clarifying their top objectives which sounds like uh, it should uh. be a slam dunk, but actually is a lot more complex than that because a lot of times people, especially at the top of a company, will have many different kinds of ideas about what they're trying yeah, to do uh. with growing the company. So, uh, so, for instance, we had uh, a company where uh, they were having an amazing year, a mid-market company, about $100 million in revenues, and uh, they were at a turning point. Uh, the CEO had just descended into his position uh, from the father. And uh, the executive team all had very different views about where to go with it. And what right, we right. ended up doing, <laughs> what we ended up doing is working with them, clarifying everybody saw this company needing uh-huh. to go. And it was very exciting. Uh, the company grew at a phenomenal rate after that. And oh, uh, went on great. to to uh, be acquired many years later 
for what was it now, Scott? About ten times the amount that they uh, had been at that point. Well, that's great, Pat. I, I think that's it's that's the kind of uh, success story I like to hear. You know, sometimes you have to. The obvious uh, is the most practical, but it has to be driven home with a two by four between the eyes. And Pat, now, Pat, I understand you're the founder, as you say, and and were originally back in 1991 the sole owner of uh, Business Advancement, and you were doing quite admirably well before Scott came along. So. Give me the story. How did you two meet? Well, we actually met way back in our in our college days, and we oh, were a very okay. different career. <laughs> we were a very different career path. <laughs> I was the organizational development uh, type of person, and I had a career ultimately in that direction. And Scott was a scientist, and uh, uh, was a PhD. He'll tell you his own story at some point, but he was a scientist, and we saw saw each other going in very different directions. And it wasn't until uh, I ended up writing a book, my own book, called Preventing Strategic Gridlock, which was way into around around, uh, 2001, and Scott became the silent editor for me. And when he became the silent editor, uh, we discovered that we could work together and do it well. He had great suggestions for me, and I listened, which ah, was pretty cheap. And that's said, that's well, great. Yeah, and we said, now, you know what? What we should do is work together, and that's really when it started coming in our, our minds. <laughs> so we just had to wait for the right Scott, you must, be, you must be a real literalist, Scott. <laughs> Well, now, what I'd like to do, uh, Scott, I would like you to tell our audience what Pam brings to the joint enterprise of business advancement. And I warn you, it's only a half-hour show. So go ahead. (laughs) Uh, I could go on for a long time. Uh, Pam is the the CEO, and as that, uh, really is the visionary uh, of the company and has her talent is to really be able to talk to people, and she's extremely good at drawing people out at all levels of the company, from the board, CEO, down to the front line. And she has this amazing ability to discern patterns, and people think, well, this is our problem. And she goes, hmm, well, what about that? And her (laughs) her ability to draw that out and reframe and get people really thinking about the right questions to ask is is a tremendous uh, benefit. Okay. Now, Pam, it's your turn. Why don't you give our listeners Scott's uh, value proposition, if you will, and while you're at it, why don't you, if, if there's any particular leadership or administrative gaps he fills, tell us those. What's Scott give to the organization? Scott is amazing at looking at the how of things. He really has an appreciation. If I can come up with one way to do things, Scott comes up with about five. And uh, that, was one of the, that was one of the things that I really saw in him. And so when I was thinking about how I could grow Business Advancement Incorporated, I thought Scott is really good at the innovation side of things. And, of course, that's the background he came from in his company that he worked with. So it just was a natural to do this, to to have him be 
part of it and to join me. Well, now, um, I think I, I, I'm really glad to hear that the two of you were able to to see you you do see so well into the other and you see the value and I think that's vital but uh, and today uh the trend is is growing and about 85% of all american businesses are family owned and uh according to the Conway Family Business Center of 24% of those businesses currently have a woman as CEO or president which is three times the uh percentage of non-family owned firms and my question is what is the advantage to to having a, a husband and wife or wife and husband work together in a firm what is what special advantages do you see to the firm going on here well there are a few actually one is obviously uh, you mentioned women, and women are coming up with great ideas all the time, and they're able to bring those to life. Uh, the second is when a husband and wife are working together, a lot of times what I've found is it's because they're trying to create a legacy that goes beyond themselves <clears throat> to really grow it. And the third thing is when it works well, husband and wife teams or wife and husband teams can really have that trust that makes the company just sing. I mean, it's amazing. It works really well when it works well. Yeah. Well, now, Scott, what 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 am I as a client? I'm coming into your shop now, and what what is some of the advantages that I might find when I uh, because there are the two of you and uh, you are uh, a real couple in every sense of the word. What what advantage is is, is going to come down to me, the client? Well, in our firm, uh, the people that we work with find that. We mesh very, very well together and really complement each other. Pam alluded to it earlier. Uh, she has the strategic hat, uh, the really discerning eye for nuance and the ability to work out how people can work together. I, on the other hand, have the more technical side, uh, have worked with uh, cross-functional teams in various sizes of companies and can really talk to technical folk and bring them into alignment with business folk. So we have these complementary uh, skills and overlaps. We could like to refer ourselves as together one extremely functional human being. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You, you, you have your own divisions and specialties, and uh, you make one absolutely very powerful, <laughs> I'm sure. That's correct. Yeah. Well, now, uh, I'm going to uh, – Ask you, uh, actually, Scott. Let me have you ask, ask this one. When quitting time sure. comes, uh, how do you keep your office disagreements or, or, or thoughts out of the living room at home, or, or don't you? Do you? Does it just does business flow on into the living room or not at home? Uh, it's really situational, Bart. The, there are I times see. when it's it is hard to uh, keep the business. Uh, you know, what is quitting time? Uh, keep the business uh, two hours, and sometimes we're very busy, and it's hard to turn it off. And uh, not right, only right. do we talk about it at dinner, we sometimes dream. I certainly dream about it from time to time when we're really under the gun. <laughs> but we have, you know, we we try to draw a line and create that you know, space for our, our human sides as well, because otherwise mm. we would just burn to a frazzle. 
Yeah, good for you. I'm glad that you do that, and I think folks should take note of that. Pam, before we go to break, could you just tell folks quickly how they can get a copy of your excellent book? They can find it on Amazon.com, or you can visit BusinessAdvance.com, and you can see it there. And the title of it is, once more? Preventing, Preventing Strategic Gridlock. Okay. Folks, take note of that. It's a book you do want to look at. I know. My wife's husband has, and he finds it works. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Art of the CEO radio show, streaming live from blogtalkradio.com. And since we have come to today's uh, midpoint of of our feast, let us take a brief sorbet, if, if we will. And it's time for me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides, among many other things. And you may visit bartsbooks.com and explore a wide wealth of practical wisdom from business masters. And today, Prometheus Publishing invites you to come visit their absolutely new, beautiful, easy-to-navigate brand-new bookstore with a vastly, or perhaps I should say half-vastly, expanded list of useful titles. Prometheus has recently partnered with McGraw-Hill and three other publishers to bring you more applicable business tools. And these books, my friend, i got to tell you, they are a kick to read. And yes, I did say fun in reading business books, no fooling. So if you are an executive who needs the right people to adopt your innovative ideas or you're an entrepreneur seeking government contracts, why not visit BartsBooks.com and invest in a book? And while you're at it, we also invite you to keep an eye out for Bart's Book's upcoming series, The Best in the Business, concise counsel and profiles of successful masters to show how they got on, that tells how they got on top and how they keep there. So, ladies and gentlemen, and those merrily enjoying the return of the robins and crocuses and t-shirt weather, we are back with the Art of the CEO show on Blog Talk Radio, and we hope that you all are as ready as I am to keep learning from these married masters of business, Pam and Scott Harper. Now, I know that several business couples, as you alluded to, you, you you wear the tendency is to wear yourself to a frazzle, and you don't have uh, you don't seem to have hard and fast rules like uh, no talking about business at the dinner table. Am, am I right, Scott? Is that true? You, or, or do you make do you make rules? Uh, well, since both of us were sort of color outside the lines, folks, uh, even as children, <laughs> uh, rule, rules probably not. But we try to have guidelines and principles that. Because we know we are human, and if we don't have an idea of how we should conduct ourselves, or at least a vision, uh, it's not going to happen. And so we, right. we have a principle, make time for us. Uh, frequently, the business will drift through dinner, and we'll have business meetings over dinner. But after right. dinner, we, we try to make space uh, to do oh, things together very frequently, or sometimes I'll go off and, and do uh, pottery or whatever Pam will read. And But we try to create space for ourselves. But rules, for us, not so much, but everybody's different. Sure. Well, Pam, what are your considerations? Uh, I mean, if you, what advice would you give to marrieds who are thinking of becoming business partners? What should they, what should they be 
deciding or considering before they actually step into a joint venture? Well, I think, Bart, some of the things that I've thought of the most, uh, first is, uh, do you trust each other? Do you trust each other? That you have each other's best interests at heart. Uh, A second thing is, uh, do you respect each other's expertise? I can't tell you the number of times when I see people who either don't trust each other uh, I, I remember asking somebody about their goals to, uh, with two brothers. Right. And one of the things, I'm not going to tell you if that one's in the room. I'm thinking, wait a moment, people. <laughs> you've, got, you've got to work together. I have them actually writing down their goals for their business, mm. and they were each covering the paper so the other one didn't see it. There, you know, there's a problem oh my there. Gosh. And, <laughs> So the issue really is, do you trust each other? Do you respect each other's expertise? I had one company where the person was weighing the mail because they didn't know what to do with him. He was an uncle. Right, right. And uh, that doesn't work out. The third is, are you willing to do what it takes to work things out? And that can mean a lot of different things. And we went through this exercise between the two of us. And I would advise it to any couple that's thinking about being in business together. And the thing I'd like to emphasize that Pam said is that you have to respect each other even when you're different, especially because you're different. Because Uh, our differences are what brings strength. And Pam may think I'm nuts for wanting to do something one way, but if we work at it long enough, sometimes, yeah, my way is the right way. Sometimes, you know, it's not. But we... Our differences is what make us stronger. I would agree with I, that. I, you know, I think you're right. I'd like to ask you both one question because I was kind of wondering if you might uh, call on, uh, if I could call on on your judgment in my own individual case. Now, my wife and I have separate careers, but we, you know, we share all our problems. And after 38 years of marriage, of course, we have our arguments and we fight. And then one of us says, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And then Lorraine says, uh, that's all right. And the problem is solved. Does that seem like a good system to you? Yeah, no, what part? If it works for the two of you, it's a great system. <laughs> <laughs> Every couple has to do what's right for them. We will never tell anybody to do what we do. And we can't do what others you know, what you and Lorraine have going for you is a beautiful thing. And uh, uh, it's just where you both want to go. Okay, that's that's good. I I'm glad that I'm glad that you feel that. And and ladies and gentlemen, I I'd just like to add that that is a quill pen moment right there. That is, Pam has just noted something that is timeless and true in business. That you each have to decide. Each partner, everyone within the C-suite, within the team, you have to decide what works for you. You cannot follow a model that works beautifully for someone else. Someone else's path to profit is not yours. And so I'm really glad you brought that up, Pam. I thank you. Uh, I know that one of the greatest failings of uh, in all small businesses but and, and large, but particularly in husband and wife firms, is the lack of exit strategy planning. Um, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, 60% of husband and wife firms are absolutely exit strategyless. Uh, do you have any tips? And could you tell us what you've done? Uh, first, Pam, got any tips for for the exit strategy? 
Well, actually, uh, one of the things that I am a big believer in, and I work with companies on this too, is making sure that they always have some kind of continuity. I mean, you can't just say one day, I'm done. You know, you have to always be thinking about keeping that business going in good enough shape that you're going to be able to close it. What we do for us, we see it as a journey, and I also see it that way for clients as well. Uh, What we will do today if we exit would be quite different than we don't plan on ever retiring, quite frankly. And so (laughs) I I know it's true. We, we don't want to stop, but what we will do is we will always protect our assets and we will always make sure that we periodically reassess what we're doing and it will look different. We have had this discussion and as you point out, it's really important to do that because if you don't, uh, something happens and you're up in the air and it's, it's bad for the business, it's bad for your clients, it's bad for your heirs. Uh, anybody else who's involved in the business. Uh, But like the problem solving, it has to be something that works for you and it's going to constantly evolve over time. It's, as Pam said, it's not an event. It is a process, an ongoing journey. And the discussion has to start today. That's the other thing. Right. I I think you're very, very right on that one. you're, You're dead on. Is there any, um, Scott, let me ask you this. Is there any particular f- different financial arrangements that you see as husband, that, that you have made or that you suggest as husband and wife that might not happen if uh, just uh, two other people were partners? I mean, is there something, uh, is there some different way to approach the uh, the finance and, and revenue diversions? Well, we have, uh, as we recommend anybody, including our own children, uh, we do have a state plan that we've worked up with our attorney and our and our CPA uh, that will will help provide continuity. Uh, if something happens to Pam uh, or me, uh, because we're so close and we work so closely together, we have discussed you know, what would we do with the business. If that happened, uh, that may not be something that partners who are not so closely related would have that conversation, although they should have the the continuity angles worked out in advance. But you don't see uh, any – you don't divide your money or or funnel the money any differently because you are married than you would in any other partnership. Is that correct or not? Well, we pool our funds because we're a married couple, yeah. and, and uh, some other people uh, may not do that. I'd like to step in and say it goes back to what I was saying before. You have to do it in a way that's right for you. We're strong believers yeah. that you speak with your attorney about uh, the and accountant and accountant and financial planner. Uh, yeah. as well as anybody who's involved in leadership succession, because these are all components, family business or no family business. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm, I'm glad you said that. It really is true. Uh, Scott, uh, I was wondering if you could tell us, if uh, make sure that all the folks can hear out there, if if I am a mid-sized business level, a, a business that's ready to make the commitment to growth, and I really want to, I'm to take the risk, make the investment. 
how do I get in touch with you? And how do I get in touch with business advancement and come to see the, the two of you? Okay, well, the uh, website is probably the best way to get through to us. It's uh, www.businessadvance.com, A-D-V-A-N-C-E. And uh, contact us, and you'll get all the information you need. And, of course, oh, you know, that's great. To us with Rose Exciter. So, that's right. Oh, tell us. And finally, tell us how we get hear Growth Igniters Radio. How do we hear that? Well, Growth Igniters is every Wednesday. And uh, go to growthignitersradio.com. You can subscribe to iTunes or Stitcher or RSS feed. Or just contact us and say you want help connecting to Growth Igniters Radio, and we will help you. I love that. The personal touch, nothing beats it, particularly for a Luddite like myself. I would, I'd, I'd have to call you and, and have you explain things for me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a lot of fun, and, and also for me it has been very, very enlightening, and I hope it has been for you. Uh, Scott and Pam, I thank you so much for coming on. And I thank you, and I, it's, been a, it's, been a great, it's been a great show. And... Um, Thank you, I, as we round out today's show, I would like to leave you, as promised, with today's business quotation, and that is, who said, let your sympathies and compassion be always with the underdog? That's magnanimity. But bet on the other one, the guy on top. That, my friends, is business. And the individual who said that is a hint, few folks could pilot a steamboat or a pen as well as this individual. And so remember, if you know the author of that quote, just write the date of the show and the author's name as you believe it to be and send that to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com to win an absolutely astounding life-changing gift from the dungeon of Bart's Books bookstore. And finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, if you really get serious about everything you do, well, you probably won't like yourself any better than anyone else will. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for enjoying the Art of the CEO show. As always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. <laughs>